Good morning. I um, have been so blessed already here this morning. God's Word is so quick and powerful, and I praise God for it this morning. You know, what would we do without the Word of God? And I often think about that. You know, we have the Word of God, and not only do we have the Word of God, we have His Spirit to give us understanding of His Word. You know, the Word is just words on a page without His Spirit to lead and guide us. And um, I praise God for that this morning. Um, I wanted to just say one thing about the uh, Sunday school there. You know, I kind of opened that can of worms and I guess I realized that, you know, I think it's these things sometimes are controversial and we need to look at them and, and say what the, is God's heart on some of these subjects. But I think at the end of the day, we need to realize that God's heart is, it says it in this verse, it says it further down, you know, the commandment of God is that we love our neighbors and that we love one another. This is how men will know that we love God as if we love one another. And I have seen these subjects turn into heated debates where people almost divide over them because they feel like they're right and somebody else is wrong. And I don't think the, the, the scripture is that clear on some of these subjects. Yes, there is things that are clear about this subject in scripture, and we need to stand on that. But the things that aren't so clear, I think we need to love one another and not make it an issue that causes friction. And, um, yeah. Let's turn to Psalms 19. I um, was very blessed reading this Psalms and just, it seemed to really open up. I know it's a Psalm that we probably all know well, or maybe we don't know it so well, but as I was meditating on this Psalms, I realized that... um, We serve a God that is greater, but he's the creator of all. He's, and David had an understanding of God, like I think many times we don't, and he understood who God really was. As I looked at the Psalms, the Psalms is broken down into three parts. The first six verses speaks of the glory of God's works. 7 through 10 speaks of His holiness and grace shown in His Word. And um, the, the last um, 11 through 14 is, um, it seems like a prayer that um, we would know how to walk in God's grace. Let's read these first six verses here. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. Day unto day uttereth speech, and night unto night showeth knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is going out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath He set a tabernacle for the sun, which is a bridegroom which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. His going 
forth is from the end of the heaven, and his circuit is unto the ends of it, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. As I looked at these first six verses, verse 1, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. You know, yesterday I was out in the deer stand for a while, and and um, just sitting out in the woods does something for me. It always has, and as I sit there and watch God's creatures, as I watch the clouds come over, the sun comes out. Yesterday I was very glad for the sun. It was very cold out there, or at least I found it that way. And as I sat there and pondered the goodness of God and he makes the sunshine, he brings the clouds. They speak forth the glory of God. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. I was also driving bus the other day, and um, there was dark clouds to the north of us. And I was telling the kids on the bus, I said, Kids, see those dark clouds? I says, I bet there's snow in those clouds. And we were driving along, and then a beautiful rainbow appeared. And, and it was just, again, the handiwork of God. But then all, all of a sudden across my radio, they started talking about snow. And I said, are you serious? There is actually snow. And sure enough, about 10 minutes later, I went far enough north that a couple, uh, some snow started splashing on my window. And I was like, it is snow. It, it just, to me, it was like, wow. It was... Um, the cloud, when you see the cloud formations and the rainbows and all those things, they speak of the glory of God. And you know what? There's not a, a language barrier there. There's not a language barrier in God speaking through His... Uh, it says, There is no speech nor language where the voice is not heard. The voice of God's creation. The voice... God speaking through His firmness. God speaking through... Day being day and night, darkness coming on at night. God speaking through the heavens, the, the heavens declaring the glory of God. There's no language barrier there. Every nation, every tribe can see that. The one thing that... Um, The heavens and earth, they show us His wisdom, power, and goodness. And you know, every language can see the, the power of God, the goodness of God. We have day. We have night. And if you really think about that, how the universe operates, everything is in sync. There is a, there is a order to everything. It shows us that the Creator is eternal, infinitely wise, powerful, and good. There's no language barrier to those things. The earth, the earth and the heavens and the day and night shows us these things. As I think of the universe and I think of the stars, I love watching stars. I've never really gotten into a lot of... Um, of um, telescopes and those type of things but I love going out on a clear evening I we lived in Texas for a while and the sky seemed brighter there also my wife is from Canada and you go up there on a cool 
winter evening and you go out and the northern lights are sparkling and and all those things that are shining forth and it's just there's something magnificent about that that speaks of the order i mean if one thing was out of order one minute second this whole place would burn up it shows you the power and order of god and then we sometimes question whether he's big enough to take care of my problems. We sometimes wonder if we can trust him. And you know, as I ponder this, this verse 3 here, there is no speech nor language. I just, I, I can't get away from that verse in the sense of, I've also spent time in Africa and you know, I had a hard time understanding those people. They had a hard time understanding me. I had to work through an interpreter. But they understood God's love just like I do. They, they could see creation. They could see many of those things. I remember being in a village one night and the Bible talks something about um, our sins being buried in the depths of the sea. Well, they never had seen a sea or an ocean before in their lives. I had to figure out a different way. All of a sudden I realized they're not going to understand what I'm saying. They've never seen this before. But they understand the greatness of God. They see the, the vastness of the universe. They see how far this spreads, but they don't understand an ocean. They've never seen it before, many of those people in some of those villages. Verse 5 here. Oh, no. Verse 4. Their line is going out through all the earth, and the worlds to the end of the world in them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices as a strong man to run his going forth is from the end of the heaven and his circuit unto the ends of it and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof we cannot hide from God that's how big God is Let's turn to Psalms 139. One thirty-nine. Um, I don't know where to start here. I think I'll just start in verse one. O Lord, Thou hast searched me and known me. Thou hast known my down-sitting and mine unrising, uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou comparest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid that hand upon me. Such wisdom... Is too wonderful for me. For wonderful for me, it is high. I cannot obtain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, thou art there. Even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, 
Even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not for thee, but the night shineth as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike to thee. This verse just backs up what he says there, and these verses just backs up what he says in verse 6 here. We cannot hide from God. And as I was pondering this passage this morning, I realized God even knows our thoughts. Later, it talks, later in this chapter, we'll get there about us. um, It talks about us being honest and open and um, not hiding. We can't hide from God. We can hide from people. We can maybe try to hide from one another. But we're not going to hide from God. God knows all things. He knows even the thoughts that we're about to think. And that's a sobering thought, but that's also a blessed thought because He also knows our hearts. And as long as our hearts are pure and upright before Him, we can rest in that. The heat of the sun. I was pondering that here in verse 6. There is nothing hid from the heat of the sun. We're in wintertime now, so a little heat of the sun feels good. But in the summertime, it's hard to get away from the sun if you're outside. Unless there's a tree or something. The sun shines on all. Whether it's the believer or the unbeliever, the heat is there. You can't hide. Neither can we hide from the Spirit of God. God's Spirit and God's presence cannot be hid from. The law of the Lord, verse 7 here, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is um, is sure, making wise the simple. I think I'm going to stop right there. I was pondering this verse. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Psalms 119, verse um, 142, says, Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and thy law is truth. God's law is perfect. God's law is truth. Romans 7, some of these verses, you know, you could say, well, this is all Old Testament, but I was very blessed with some of these verses that corresponds with this in the New Testament also. Romans 7, verse uh, 12 says, um, Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. Also in Galatians uh, 3.24, I won't turn there, but it it talks about the law being a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. You know, the law is pure and holy. The law is perfect. It's we that are sinners. It's we that have been born in sin. And so often it's, it's the law that shows us that we are sinners. 
And, and that's what the next part of this verse says, converting the soul. If we didn't have the law to show us the truth and holiness of God, how would we know we're sinners? The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. As I was looking at this word, the law here, it can also be translated the word of God, which God's spoken word to his people. What does it do? It turns the soul from sin and the world to God and holiness. Ponder that. The word of God, God's law, turns the soul from sin and the world to God and holiness. And I pondered that. You know, so often we would like to... um, so often we would like to say that there's a gray area. But you know, either we're obeying the law of God and walking in its truth and perfectness, or we're following sin in the world. And I found it very interesting that, you know, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, you know, the world is not the character of God. And so often we want to get so close to the world and still follow God and say we're following God. When God's heart is, is that we get so close to Him that the world has no attraction. But we get this thing all turned around. And even in my own heart, we can get so caught up in the things of this world that we don't see clearly that we need to be caught up in the things of God and God's heart and realize that it is perfect. God's law is perfect. His testimony is sure, making wise the simple. And I pondered that. You know, somebody that is following after the world that is simple. Proverbs talks about the man that was simple and was seduced by the harlot. God can make that soul wise if they will turn to Him and obey His law. But there's laws in effect. If you go this route, this is what's going to happen. If you do this, it's pleasing to God. It's very simple. It's so simple that even the unbeliever can obey God's laws and be blessed. Now, does that mean they're saved? No, that doesn't mean they're saved. I mean, I remember that that was one of Bill Gothers' thrusts back in the day. He could bring out the laws of God without bringing God's name and get it into public schools and many of these places. And the principles of God being followed could bring God's blessing. Now, do I agree with all that? Maybe not necessarily. Do I agree with Bill Gother and everything? Maybe not necessarily. I think there were some good principles there. But I just bring that out because he understood something about the character of God. He understood this principle that if you take the principles of God and you apply them to your life, there's a blessing that follows. Why? Because God's principles are perfect. God's law is perfect. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. 
The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening, enlightening the eyes. In, um, in Philippians 2, verse 8, it says, Think on these things. Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are holy. Why? Because it enlightens our eyes. It gives light to our path. It helps us know how to walk. The commandments of the Lord are pure, holy, just, and good. Rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. It, it, it opens our eyes. It helps us know how to walk. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. The fear of the Lord, meaning true religion and godliness, is clean. It will cleanse our ways. Do we fear the Lord? That fear there does not mean shake and tear. That means, do we stand in awe and reverence of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is clean. It's pure. It's holy. And it endures forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. You know, there is no unrighteousness with God. His judgments are true. We can come up with our opinions. We can come up with our judgments. The laws of our land, they judge people. They're going to fail. But God's judgments don't fail. Why? Because His laws are perfect. Because His precepts are perfect. His ways are perfect. We can trust Him, brothers and sisters. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Gold is worth a lot of money today. If you have a pound of gold, it's worth a lot of money. But it says, God's righteousness and God's judgments are more to be desired than gold. Yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. I don't know. How many of you here have tasted a honeycomb? I love getting a honey, honey in a honeycomb and chewing on it and, and that flavor. And there's just something that's natural and real and, and authentic. But he's saying God's judgments and God's righteousness is sweeter than that. Is more authentic than that. Is more real than that. Who can under... And now we're kind of shifting until it turns more to us here in verse 12. Who can understand his error? Errors, cleanse thou me from secret faults. 
It's a question here in the first part of this verse. Who can understand his errors? It reminds me of the verse somewhere that says, and I didn't look this verse up, but it says, um, the heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can know it? Who can understand his errors? You know, our hearts can deceive us. We can deceive ourselves. And, and David's plea here is, cry to God is, cleanse thou me from secret faults. And it goes on, keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. And I think this here goes along with the secret faults. You know, we can deceive ourselves. If we live in presumptuous sin, and presumptuous sin is willful, is deliberate. You know, in I believe it's very clear that God hates when we walk in deliberate sin. God hates when we walk in willful sin. Do we do it sometimes? I believe we do, but I believe we should always strive to repent and to walk away when we realize that we are walking in willful sin. Because it will bring darkness. It will bring... Um, if we walk in presumptuous sin, he goes on here, let not them have dominion over me, then shall I be upright and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. If we walk in presumptuous sin, they will control you. They will have dominion over you. And we see that in Romans. Um, very clearly, shall I continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall they that continue in sin live in the... Um, sorry, I forgot how that verse goes. Yeah, well... And this was David's heart, that he would be cleansed from secret faults and that he would... Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Do we want to be innocent before God? Then we need to walk in the light. And the light is, if we know that something is sin, turn from it. Turn away from it. Cry out to God for mercy to walk in grace. Verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The only way that is possible is if we learn to walk the way God would have us to walk. If we will learn to walk in that purity, that God instructs us to walk in. The only way is if we recognize who God really is and worship God the way that He wants us to. May God add His blessing.